Hey, Holden, what did you have for dinner tonight? Oh, I just had some leftovers. Oh, <laughs> I just had the devil all the time. Oh, <laughs> incredible, Jimmy. Yeah. What are the odds? Yeah, right? Because we're actually reviewing those this week. Welcome to That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we we're, we're, we uh, where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Uthie. That's me. It's not just Holden making another voice into his microphone. Yeah, which sometimes time, it kind of feels like it. This time, sometimes, if, I, if I'm gone. I mean, aside from our tenant review, we usually agree on a lot of things, so it could just be me doing another voice. Yeah, uh, we've got a great episode for you this week, featuring our review of The Leftovers, the TV show on HBO, and the new Netflix film, uh, The Devil All the Time. That one movie podcast. <laughs> but first, Jimmy, we've got to do some Toms. The Toms. The Toms. The Toms! The Toms! The Toms! The Toms! The Toms is a rapid fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy. Let's get to it. Let's get to all, and we this, got a lot to get to oh, this yeah. week. Yeah. This two weeks. For stuff. all of you who uh, complain about this not being a rapid fire segment, well, that's especially true this week because we are we got a lot of, a lot of ground to cover. We like, didn't do an episode. Maybe last it would be week. more rapid fire. Maybe. Maybe. Probably not. We'll see. We'll see. First, we've got like three trailers to talk about, though, Jimmy. So off to a great start. Um, let's start off. We just watched. Uh, rewatched a couple of the trailers, but one of them is one that we had mentioned on the last episode that uh, we were looking forward to. But uh, the trial of the Chicago Seven just had a trailer, and it literally did come out like an hour after we recorded the last episode, like I had predicted. Um, wow, you predicted it, yeah? I did, because remember, because it was like they were saying it was supposed to be coming out that Sunday, that Sunday night, and then I was like, it hadn't come out by the time we recorded. I'm like, oh, it's gonna come out. Like right after this. Yeah. What are the odds? I mean, pretty high, I think. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So Trial of the Chicago 7, it's Aaron Sorkin's latest uh, writing credit and directing credit. Um, and I know someone who is in is an extra in it. I mentioned that last week as well. I did not know that you knew Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, it's pretty incredible, cool. right? It's yeah. also wild that they just got him for an extra. Like. <laughs> No, but for like for real, Eddie Redmayne starts out the trailer and he's got like an American accent and he does not sound like Eddie Redmayne at all. I literally went, wait, is that Eddie Redmayne? That yeah. That doesn't sound like Eddie Redmayne. Well, I mean, it doesn't even sound like him with an American accent. You're not a timid British man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how to describe his voice, but it is very jarring, I guess. Um. But yeah, the movie is kind of, it's based on a real thing that happened. I don't know a lot about it. Do you know anything about it, Jimmy? Uh, Vietnam War protesters, it sounds like. I don't know. I don't know the story. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's like, 
Um, it's seven people, hence the name, that are on this uh, that are in the trial. Has something to do with Chicago? Uh, yeah, probably. And a trial, which we do know from the trailer. Yes, I mean, and we probably we probably should have read about what this was before we. Well, I don't want to talk know, about it, Holden. I want to learn from the movie. That's true. That's true. We could do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, great cast. We mentioned Eddie Redmayne is in it. Um, Michael Keaton. You got Sacha Baron Cohen. Um, you got Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, got the one guy from the Watchmen show. I can't remember his name. Um, Your friend. Yeah, my friend. Everybody, really. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's it's a courtroom and it's Aaron Sorkin dialogue. I mean, what more? What more do you want? Yeah. Okay. Everyone in the comments of the of the trailer was also they were like gushing about like oh my gosh a courtroom with Aaron Sorkin dialogue oh oh by golly they were yeah they were wow but they were thinking just like me yeah exactly um, I'm sure you were one of those people in the comments too. I wasn't holding because I just watched it I didn't look at the comments <laughs> you just said they were talking about the my life thing yeah 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 um, but. I'm trying to think of who else is in the movie. I don't know. It lo- I mean, it looks like a good movie. I'm excited for it. I've it been excited for timely, it. Timely, with yeah. all the injustice and unrest going on right now. Mm-hmm. It's very timely. Yeah, it does. Um, I'm going to give it a Brokaw, Holden. Me too. There we go. Uh, next up, we'll cover uh, Mandalorian Season 2 trailer, which seems like came out ages ago, Jimmy. It, it feels like it. But that's just because we didn't have an episode last week. I was um, telling Holden that. It came out during the middle of the school day, so when it came to our directed studies at the end of the day, I was like, all right, kids, got a little treat for you. Everybody take a seat. We're going to watch the new Mandalorian trailer. And they were like, oh my gosh, there's a new Mandalorian trailer. Yeah. Freaking out. Freaking out. I was freaking out more, though, still. Jimmy's already breaking the rules first year of teaching. Yeah. <laughs> I have the rule book, and I just throw it out the window exactly. of the classroom. Which, uh, in the classroom, that has no windows. The, I just throw it through the wall. <laughs> That's how against the rules I I am. Um, trailer looks, I mean, it looks good. Looks more of what we got before. Maybe a little more the action-packed. Mandamorian. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, got some cool uh, scout troopers on, on speeder bikes. Classic. Like cool stuff. Got uh, Gamorian guards doing some sort of wrestling. Classic. Classic Gamorrean guards. I uh, got Baby Yoda, everyone's favorite. Um, the child, excuse okay, you. Okay, yeah, excuse me. Uh, but everyone's favorite, a- literal favorite there. Ahsoka Tano? No. Isn't, she's not the lady in it? I don't think so. I Because I thought that was maybe Rosario Dawson, but for, I mean, it doesn't even, it doesn't look like Ahsoka. It, it doesn't, it didn't look like that to me either, but that's yeah. what my kids were saying. And uh, so they're just liars. Yeah. I'm pretty and sure. Incorrect. Yeah. I think, I think I read who it was, but it was a different actress. I don't, I don't remember. Um, yeah. We still don't, as we still don't have any uh, Ahsoka or. Boba Fett stuff like has been hinted at uh, or basically or confirmed Captain at Rex. this point or Captain Rex, whoever, uh, what's his name is playing. Um, yeah, but looks I mean, good. Holden. It does. I'm excited. I like the Don't. little bit at the end with the, I forget what they call him. The, the one thing on his wrist, his wrist rocket thing. I forget. He had a name for that. 
in the first season. Forget Just call it called. wrist rocket. That's wrist good rocket thing. Watch out for those wrist rockets, as the clone <laughs> troopers say. And little baby Yoda goes into his his shell. His little shell. I I I really liked that. That was cute. It looks it looks like more goodness. Yeah, I'm excited. We yeah. want to. You we, got more of those two side characters from the first season that I don't remember their names. Which ones? The guy and the lady. What? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, the, the other bounty hunter and then the guy who, like, betrayed him but then didn't. Yeah, but now they're cool. Yeah, they're cool now. <laughs> well, I, I actually... Great, I did a great job of <laughs> communicating that with you. you I saw... It. I saw that in the trailer, and I was like, "Didn't he die first season?" <laughs> but I don't think he did. No, now. he got shot in the the he had the metal bar, whatever oh, that metal is called. Okay, Again, so. I, forget I forget. Man, I'm just realizing I forgot all the little details. I'm forgetting the name of everything in season one. I forgot the name of the metal. Forgot the name of his wrist rocket thing. But I did remember the child, Jonathan Favreau. Thank God, <laughs> John Favreau's uh, out there smiling that I'm not calling him baby yoda um and you even got uh or we we also didn't see giancarlo esposito either no we did not so. I, I hope he's just like sweeping up at a los pollos hermanos yeah like, on <laughs> just a los pollos hermanos <laughs> on like a, a in a death star or something bit off topic my roommate has been watching uh breaking bad and i'm I'm enjoying sitting down just occasionally. I'm, and watching I'm some. so tempted to rewatch it, but I got to wait for the end of Better Call Saul so yeah. I don't have it re-spoiled. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, good. Do you want to talk about Pedro Pascal rumors? Yeah, so, well, first off, broke off for the trailer. Yeah, broke off for the trailer. Uh, rumors, there hasn't been a, a very reliable source to confirm it, but there's been a ton of smoke um, about... Uh, a controversy between seemingly so these are rumors again so take it with a grain of salt but there's been a lot of talk about it that uh pedro pascal apparently is not super thrilled about having to wear the mandalorian helmet Mm -hmm. all the time and he wants more like face time i don't know necessarily if it was because he's just not very comfortable or if he just thinks that he needs to just show his face more so maybe it's help to be like maybe he thinks it's better for the character sure better to express emotions or something and the creative people creative directors behind the the mandalorian as a tv show like john favreau dave filoni i would uh, imagine are saying no that they're drawing the line they're like no this that does not align with what the character we want the mandalorian to be and they're taking a very firm stance with that which is good for them yeah, not bound down to what a star has to say. I mean, you could replace <laughs> you could replace him. Yeah, like you could find someone to do the voice and someone to stand in. Maybe he can just do the voice, you know? Yeah, just voice act, and then just you know, take off the. He can be there if they ever take off his helmet again for a robot. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, hopefully. Hopefully this is just not true at all. I, I that's like best case scenario for me. Uh, second best, second best case scenario is they just work it out and get along, and uh, they they figure out what's best for the show. And then I think every other situation could be bad. Yeah, <laughs> <But> we'll see. <laughs> we don't want him to get recast. 
So that's a, I think it's a Bombadil if it's true. Yeah, Bombadil if it's true. Uh, and then next up, uh, WandaVision uh, trailer. This is our yeah. last trailer we got. Um, so this is now going to be the first MCU Disney Plus show. It was originally going to be Falcon and Winter Soldier, but that hadn't stopped or that hadn't finished production by the time like COVID kind of came and happened. And apparently WandaVision has been done for quite a while now. Um, so now this is moving up. It's going to be the well, we'll get to it a bit later, but now it's going to be the only MCU entry in 2020. Um, it's I don't incredible. Yeah, right. <laughs> First time without an MC, first year without an MCU movie since I think I saw 2009. So, wow, that's a long time. Yeah, because two th- yeah, 2008 had Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk, and then 2010 they skipped 2009. 2010 had an Iron Man two. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, it's it's pretty frankly quite interesting. Um, but anyway. WandaVision, I don't think they have, uh, they don't have a date set yet. They, uh, the end of the trailer says 2020. So by the end of this, by the end of this year, we want to can assume. Um, yeah. What do you think about the trailer, Jimmy? I think it looks interesting. I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm probably just going to wait to see how, what people say about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to watch it week to week. Sure. I, I, I'm not that invested, but if like, maybe if like three episodes come out and people are like, this is amazing. Maybe I'll, I'll uh, try it out. Yeah. Depending on if I have... Well, I'll have Disney Plus because I'll have The Mandalorian. Which, then why would they not push this back? Because you have The Mandalorian coming out. You don't need two things coming out. You know what I'm saying? I think they just want people to like continually be having Disney Plus. I'm guessing... I know, but you ha- that's what I'm saying. Like You have The Mandalorian coming out at the end of October. Yeah. It doesn't really... That's going to push to the end of that's going to push to the end of November. You would think mm-hmm. that it doesn't make sense for Disney to, to push this out before the beginning of December. In my no, mind. I don't think they, I think it'll come out in December. Sometime. December. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Then, uh, then yeah, um, we'll see. It depends where my, where I am in my Disney plus subscription and how good it is. Yeah. It, I mean, it looks interesting. I, I think we've talked about it on the show a little bit before, but it's kind of like, uh, it's, parodying like different sitcoms from different eras it looks like um it's scarlet witch and vision and there which i don't really care about either of them if i'm gonna yeah. be honest but i also didn't like thor until ragnarok and they completely yeah. changed that character for me so we'll see yeah i think it just looks like it could be very unique uh some people uh think this could be kind of the way to introduce mutants into the MCU because I mean Scarlet Witch already in the comics has a strong connection of the X-Men and everything but it, a lot of people are saying this is going to be kind of uh, the storyline where Scarlet Witch is kind of like losing grip on reality and is shifting things around quite a bit just because of her powers and everything and so people are like oh maybe the mutants will be making their uh, making coming in soon um I do like, I, I was looking it up for each of these Marvel series. I do like that they're only like six episodes, so they're going to be like, they're not hopefully going to have very much filler. So yeah, that'll be I nice. I wouldn't think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll give it a Brokaw, Holden. I'll give it a Brokaw Three too. Brokaws for these three trailers. Incredible. Uh, but now, hinted at it last uh, bit, but now we've got to talk about some release date changes with Disney films. Woo! Boy, so, I'm so excited for Black Widow to come out this year. Oh, Jimmy, <laughs> I'm sorry. I oh, have to, no. I've got to tell you, Black Widow has been pushed back from November to May 7th of next year. 
Which well, is May 7th. May 7th. Oh, my. Atlanta. And that is <laughs> the first Marvel movie coming out next year. Wow. Uh, because they also pushed back Eternals. Uh, Eternals is pushed back to November 5th of 2021. So both movies are basically coming out a year after they were originally scheduled to come out. But then the interesting part about this is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, um, which was going to be the third of Phase 4. Um, has been pushed from May to July. So now it's actually going to be the second movie hmm. in uh, the release order. Which makes me think, I w- that makes me think that Shang-Chi and Eternals won't have very much of anything to do with each other, even after credit scenes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, we'll be getting them in May, July, and November of next year, if everything goes according to plan. Which that's, I guess, pretty typical Marvel release times. Yeah, in terms of just Marvel release schedule, this is not, next year's not the most exciting year mm-hmm. in my mind. I I'm, mean, it could be. I'm, I just you know. Although I'm, I'd be the I'm most excited for probably Black Widow of yeah. those three. I I am uh well, I'm interested to see how Shang Chi turns out if they like really go hardcore like kung fu style route. That'd be kind of cool. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the uh, yeah, Eternals. I, I mentioned it last week that the director of the Eternals just came out with the movie Nomadland, which is like, I think it's got like a 99 on Metacritic. Like it is earning rave reviews. And apparently all of her previous films have gotten like uh-huh. high critical acclaim. So I'm kind of interested to see how that turns out too. It'd be a, such a shame if a listener requested that as their listener. Nomadland. Request. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, well, I don't as think we opposed, can get it yet. As opposed to something like Shark Tale <laughs> <laughs> or The Cat in the Hat. Yeah, right. <laughs> we do uh, appreciate your listener request. Yeah, we do. They're, they're funny. Uh, but then a, a few other ones. West Side Story uh, has been pushed back a whole year to December of next year. Um, what a shame. What a shame. You well, know, you could just burn it. <laughs> <laughs> Got more room for Dune now, though, so. More room for Dune. <laughs> uh, Death on the Nile has gotten pushed back to December of this year. It was supposed to come out next month, uh, but it's going to come out December 18th now. And The King's Man uh, moved. Uh, we had talked about it being pushed back to February, but it's actually got moved up a week now. So it's a week earlier in February, but still coming out in February. So what do you think of all those? Um, yeah, I, I don't ever care about the West Side Story ever coming out. So why? <laughs> I don't know. I just... <laughs> It'll probably, it's just, I feel like they're just making it to be nominated for best song Oscar one. But can they? Cause it's not like it's original. It's not original, I guess. I don't even know. I feel, I mean, they're just making it cause musicals are popular now. And Steven Spielberg's like, I want to make a musical. Yeah. Just make a, another it's good like, Indiana Jones movie. Steven. Yeah. Then you can retire. When's that Indiana Jones movie supposed to come out? Uh, never. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of all these Disney delays, though, Jimmy? That's uh, they're big, significant delays. Yeah, um, not a not a fan, I guess. Yeah, a little sad. What's the next Star Wars movie? Uh, I don't know. I don't think they know. Even. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, well, this is I, I didn't write this down. Dune is your next Star Wars movie, folks. I didn't write this down, but James Cameron said that Avatar Two is like complete. Pretty much. Boy, so it will I come ca- out next if year. If only I cared. <laughs> if only I cared. 
that's going to be uh, fighting up with West Side Story. We're going to have to see both of those in like consecutive what, weeks. If Jimmy. Avatar 2 had a subtitle, what would it be? Avatar 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Avatar 2. Cruise Control. <laughs> Cruise Control. <laughs> Avatar 2. Un- it's underwater, <laughs> is it? <laughs> I don't know. Avatar 2. Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Avertist. I'm going to give these delays uh, bombadils. Sure. Um, We're just in sync today. Holden. We are so far. Um, eh, I'll skip those. Those aren't that important. Uh, quick bit. The Batman has resumed filming because Robert Pattinson has recovered. Robert Pat- Patton- Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Rob- you said Robert. Uh, whatever I said. Robert Pattinson. <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, he's good now. So Batman, that's a bro call. Yeah. Uh, next bit. This was kind of exciting. Uh, so Jonathan Majors, um, who is hot on uh, Lovecraft County right now, or country. It's an HBO show that people like. Uh, but he was also uh, recently in The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which is apparently very good. He was in The Five Bloods, but I can't remember who he played. Uh, and I also, I didn't look, <laughs> so I just saw he was, he was in it. But anyway, um, he has been cast as Kang the Conqueror in Ant-Man 3. Um, Jimmy, I assume you don't know who Kang the Conqueror is. Nope. So, so Kang uh, is a major Marvel character. Uh, he's a time-traveling villain uh, from the future who he is like Reed Richards' like descendant of some sort. Reed Richards is Mr. Fantastic, for those of you who don't know. Um, but he is like a big descendant and he comes back and he's one of those, he's a character who I think at least as far as when I've seen him, he comes back to try to stop like future catastrophes from happening, happening, but he does it by like trying to come back and kill people. So he's like a villain. Um, but anyway, he's like a major, major character in, in, in the Marvel universe. And so many people think that he is being cast as essentially the next Thanos level threat in the MCU. Um, and it's for Ant-Man three, which I don't think they would waste King the Conqueror on Ant-Man 3. I think it would be like an after credit scene or something. Or at the very least, like, because Ant-Man's kind of the one who introduced time travel and stuff, like, it would make sense for Kang to be kind of introduced in an Ant-Man movie, I guess. And which actor was it again? Uh, Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. Yeah. I listed things that he was in, but I don't think of anything, nothing I've seen. Um, But anyway, this is kind of exciting. Apparently, he's a very good actor. Uh cool villain from what i know of him and what i've seen of him uh even if it is for ant-man 3 i hope it's not like the major villain role in that movie because that would be a waste but yeah what do you think jimmy anything i and usually i don't think anything okay but uh this yeah i'm not really thinking that much <laughs> okay. so a, a, a broke out good for him yeah good for him getting work uh, more MCU news. Uh, they announced within the last couple of days. This is pretty new. Um, Nick Fury. There's a Nick Fury series being developed for Disney Plus now with Samuel L. Jackson playing Nick Fury. Uh, assumably, it's going to be six episodes, just like all the other ones. Uh, but what's kind of interesting about this is it's going to be written and created by Kyle Bradstreet, who is hot off critically acclaimed Mr. Robot. Hmm. Which a lot of people say is one of the Malik. Yeah, which some people say is one of the best written shows on TV. I haven't seen it though. I haven't seen it either. Uh, yeah. What did, What do you think about our Nick Fury series? 
I'll give it a Bergeron because I, I, I don't know. Um, it's one more thing I apparently have to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a Brokaw. Well, here's another thing that, to watch, Jimmy. Um, DC is developing a Suicide Squad spinoff series for HBO Max. Oh, my god! They're, they're getting on the, uh, the Disney Plus bandwagon of making superhero shows for their service. I, apparently, you can't see this one, though. Oh, yeah, you did see this news, uh, and that's because you can't see it because it's going to be a starring John Cena. Yeah, you see what I did there, <laughs> uh, Starring as his character from suicide, from The Suicide Squad, yeah, don't uh, Peacemaker. Don't mess it up. The, <laughs> the douchey Captain America, as he described it. <laughs> um, but apparently what's, what's kind of... I don't know, I think Captain America's a little douchey. Yeah. <laughs> that's Steve Rogers. He can yeah. be a prick. Yeah, so I think we I think when we mentioned we mentioned that before with Civil War, like what are you doing, in Civil War? Um, but anyway, what's interesting about this is apparently James Gunn is going to have heavy involvement with this. He's going to be at least a co-creator on it. He's going to direct at least the pilot episode, um, and he I think is going to be writing uh, sporadically for it. So that's kind of cool, James Gunn. Yeah. We like him. He's cool. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this is also thought to be uh, like going into production before Guardians 3. So this is actually going to be before because Marvel's all getting pushed back. So he probably has a whole other year to make this now. Yeah, I'll give this a Broca. I'll give it a Bertrand. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, next up, we have... Uh, so we had talked previously about how the Percy Jackson series is being uh, adapted new uh, for Disney+. Plus. But now Rick Riordan, uh, the author of those, actually announced on his website that one of his other popular series, The Kane Chronicles, is going to be made into a trilogy of films for Netflix. Um, and so that's interesting. Uh, the Kane Chronicles. Uh, have, did you ever read those? No, I, I only read the Percy Jackson ones. Okay. Don't remember a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Percy Jackson pretty well. I Kane Chronicles, that's like the Egyptian one. It's it's basically Percy Jackson Jackson Jackson, Jackson um Percy Jackson. but with like uh, Egyptian gods instead of Greek gods. <laughs> it's basically Percy Jackson but it's Sean Connery. Yeah. <laughs> Percy Jackson in Egypt. Uh but I mean, that's I mean it's kind of cool that it's a trilogy of films, I guess. It's a trilogy of books, so I think um, these films are going to be really raw, you know, Yeah, so you know, it's going to be really down it's gonna be really the devil all the time but just three movies (laughs) um yeah i mean it's it's interesting i don't know if they'll be good i mean that's about all we know about it is it's gonna be a trilogy of films i thought i i guess it was more interesting to me because it's going to netflix instead of disney plus despite like percy jackson going to disney plus but yeah yeah rick riordan still doing stuff raking it in still writing things question mark i don't know he turned them out back in the day yeah he did (laughs) made a lot of money that's the way to do it hey that's what the five nights at freddy's creators did so yeah still i haven't played those they're making another one yeah we'll get to it (laughs) we will (laughs) we're gonna talk about that maybe in our Um, famous segment tog tog yeah uh king chronicles adaptation though i'll give a bergeron i'm kind of more lukewarm on it too bergeron um, Netflix has acquired the rights to that one's and day of quarantine movie. I thought you were going to say that one movie. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was not informed, but they can That'd have be, it. Yeah. We'd sell it for like $10 if they offered us. Bu- anybody got 10 bucks? 
<laughs> give us ten dollars on a uh, Patreon and we'll give you the pod. Just kidding, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I don't know if we talked about it before, but Zendaya and the creator of um, Euphoria, um, I think they were both like very bored during quarantine, so they actually made a movie. Um, and oh yeah, it, we did talk about this. Yeah, it was filmed on a very small budget, made during the spring. All of the cast and crew were like quarantined for two weeks before the production started, just to make sure no one had anything. Um, but it's apparent it's uh, Zendaya and John David Washington, hot, hot off of Tenet. Hoffa. Hoff. John John David Washington, Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, <laughs> but apparently it his follows. Full name. It, apparently it follows a filmmaker and his girlfriend coming back from a movie premiere and kind of examining their relationship after the after the fact. Um, and uh, it's been described in inter- or compared internally and to people who have seen it by uh, to Marriage Story uh, favorably oh, in some ways. Marriage. So, yeah. What do I you think, think we could, and then we could parody parody it where we come out of a movie theater and we're just like, yeah, I don't like you anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw what you said. You saw what I said. Yeah, heard what you said. <laughs> yeah, That's you, it. We're yeah. done. I'm leaving. <laughs> Get out of here, Olden. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that sounds interesting. I'm I'm curious about it. Yeah. Got a couple good actors in it. Got. I've heard Euphoria is good, so maybe a good creator behind it. Mm-hmm. Brokaw. Brokaw. Holden. Uh, I'm excited for this. is the last bit of movie news, finally, getting to the last bit of movie news. Um, but I'm excited for this. There's a Yakuza movie in development. Oh. Very exciting. From the Sega movie studio who made uh, the Sonic movie. Um, so they announced this week that they're now adapting Yakuza. That's about the only thing we know about it, but... As a as a new fan of Yakuza, I think it's like perfect for adaptation into movies. Like all they would they would have to try to find the balance between like just deadpan like seriousness and then off the wall goofiness that the games have. Um, but I mean, I think like the stories are very easily translated into uh, film form and everything. I think it could be really cool. I'll give it an honorary Brokaw for you. Oh uh, yeah, hard Brokaw for me. Now on to Tog. Our famous segment, Tog. It's Tog. Yes, Tog. Our famous segment, Tog. <laughs> well, welcome back from the extended Tog intro. Here we are, Holden. Got yes. A lot, of, a lot of gaming news. We've, we've got a couple big things. We'll start off with uh, the more recent thing, actually. It was that Microsoft announced that they acquired ZeniMax this week, which is the parent company of Bethesda. So that means by you know default, they also own Bethesda now. That's crazy. Bethesda, folks, is the game developer behind such games as The Elder Scrolls, which is Skyrim, yep. Oblivion, those games. Fallout. Fallout. Doom. They're publishers of Doom. Publishers of Doom. I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, under this umbrella. Yeah. Um, Dishonored, Wolfenstein. Uh, that this the Star one that's coming out. Starfield. Starfield. That people are excited for, even though they know nothing about it. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff like that. Too, yeah, that we're not remembering. Um, it's in a. For those of you, if you're wondering, I guess that does include Arcane Studios, which are coming out with Deathloop uh, soon, uh, and they've they've made the Dishonored games previously, so they're also a very well liked uh, studio. Um, what does this news actually mean 
is an is an interesting question that it's, yeah we don't know for sure now yeah it based on microsoft's past it doesn't look like all these games will just become xbox exclusives yeah it i mean depen- well death loop is confirmed going on ps5 so yeah death loop and ghostwire tokyo which is apparently also under bethesda's banner both of those games are, I think, still going to be... I think now they're just maybe timed exclusives. I don't know if they were before, but at least for a year, they're going to be PS5 exclusive. And to be honest, it doesn't really make sense for Xbox to have them as exclusives. Because yeah. Because st- if you use them as console sellers, they're not going to make any more... You are not. You don't really make money on the physical console. You make money off the the purchasing of the digital games on a console and the services like xbox live xbox game pass playstation well i could i could see it mattering for for console sales i i texted you and i was i was like this could really affect like i know but that but it doesn't that doesn't make sense for them to sell it as a console because they don't make any money off their consoles and they would make more money because they own it they would make more money to have to sell it on playstation oh, as I well what, i see what you're saying and yeah. xbox well, is a very service first uh company right now yeah like they're very much emphasizing game pass x cloud well and they, they i mean they a Ultimate, couple years whatever a couple years ago they i mean they purchased minecraft mojang the company that makes minecraft and they've been very helpful with keeping that active on other platforms yeah so like so I think now I think will a couple of these be exclusive? I think so. Yes, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't. I I wouldn't say. Oh my gosh, Elder Scrolls Six is gonna be exclusive, or yeah. Fallout Five is gonna be automatically exclusive. It'll just be interesting to see which ones they pick to keep exclusive. It'll I be guess. very interesting. Um, for me, like Doom is the next Doom gonna be exclusive? Yeah, yeah. They might be timed exclusives. Could see that. That I think that's not unrealistic at all. Kind of like what Final Fantasy is on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, I mean, I remember to, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, whatever the second one's called. Rise of the was a timed exclusive yeah. for Xbox One back in the day. Um, so, Jeez, that seems like ages ago. <laughs> that was ages. That was, that was that was ages ago. But um. Yeah, it's just we don't quite know yet, but I just I think jumping to the conclusion of oh my gosh, everything's gonna be on Xbox now is probably not is not what is gonna happen. I think it's exciting for people who play Xbox because yeah. that probably means a lot of that stuff will be on Game Pass. Oh yeah, they've is, already confirmed it. Like they a big announcement this week. I mean, they'd already said to Bethesda games were gonna be making their way, but like Doom Eternal's coming like right away. I think. I mean that's and that's awesome if you have yeah. an Xbox. That's really exciting. And and if you want to xCloud, I mean, you don't even need an Xbox anymore, mm. which is incredible. And the, I mean, Xbox Series S, I mean, that's just for PlayStation people. It's just you know, Xbox yeah. Series S or xCloud that makes it that much. I mean, I think once I start earning like money when I graduate and stuff, hopefully, fingers crossed, <laughs> I think I, my my ideal setup will be a PS4 and like a PC PS5 and a PC. Or P- PS5 and a PC. <laughs> PS5 and a PC. So then I, because I mean, like PS or PCs will just be able to play. They can get Game Pass on it. So yeah. So and and I mean, we see this. PlayStation's moving in the same way of 
things are going to PC. Things are moving towards uh, timed exclusive. Now, are things like God of War going to be exclusive, exclusive? Spider-Man sequel going to be exclusive, exclusive? Probably. Mm -hmm. But they're shifting more in that general direction. And and Sony and Microsoft have a seemingly good relationship between... It's not like they act... <laughs> they are competitors, but they yeah. don't... like. They're not trying to make the other one available yeah. or whatever. Microsoft's a lot more like open about how good they are with each other. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Sony more just keeps their mouths shut. <laughs> Sony relies on Microsoft for a lot of cloud-based stuff because yeah. Microsoft did really lead the way in that. But I mean in terms of like oh my gosh, Xbox just won the console war. I don't really I mean I just don't really see the console. I don't think either company cares about the console war. I think that's more people uh who are you know fanboys of each console yeah is that's more of a thing for them i saw cbs all access came out with a documentary about like sega and nintendo's rivalry and apparently Ooh. it's like really good but i doesn't make me i mean maybe i'll get a trial of cbs to watch it <laughs> but uh yeah I'll, i mean i think it's ex- it's very exciting for people who own xboxes or, or want to play xcloud or something in, in which you know mm-hmm. so i'll give it a broca why not I'll give it a Bergeron just because I don't. I guess I don't think we know enough about it yet for me to be. Whatever. You don't. just don't want to get an Xbox, you old PlayStation fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> you, but this is just your excuse to get a good PC. That's true. That's true. Um, but then the next big thing we have is uh, we we should have covered it last week if we had an episode, but uh, the PlayStation Five event that a happened. literal big thing. Yeah. Literal big thing. Um, PlayStation 5 event happened. Uh, we talked about one earlier in the summer, but this one had some new game announcements, had some new footage and stuff, and had the coveted uh, price point, finally, which we'll get to later. <laughs> we'll get to it at the end. Um, let's talk about the games, though, first, because that's what they showed off first at the event. Um, I I have a list here that we can cover. Um, Final Fantasy 16 was the first one they showed off. This was a surprise. I don't think anyone really knew it was coming. A brand new Final Fantasy game set in like medieval fantasy kind of times. Um, And I think it's, I I was telling you, I think it's like the first one to be kind of set in those old times since like the sixth one. Um, So quite a long time in the making. Um, Looks like it's following similar combat to 15 and 7, the the remake of 7, how they've done combat. Looks cool. I don't know if I'd, I'll play it. I haven't played the other two of those. I'm sure my my brother Xander is very excited about it, though, because he loves both 15 and the 7 remake. So, I don't know. What do you what did you think of that, Jimmy? Yeah, I probably won't play it. I, I think it's exciting for people who like the series. So. Yeah. Broca for them. Broca. Very pretty looking game, too. Um, This one was complete surprise i think it was one that we had like heard about before but the the hogwarts legacy game yeah well they leaked it literally like two years yeah ago. <laughs> i remember like hearing about it we were in we it was the fall of 2018 when oh they leaked gosh. it i think because we were in our blues jazz and rock class together okay and that was my junior year of college so that was two <laughs> years ago they leaked this game um it's hogwarts legacy looks good i i think it looks cool <laughs> like, i want to i want to get it yeah i mean it, it 
it looks like it's very ambitious so i'm curious to see like how it'll turn out because it, it looks like it has kind of a story it want to tell it wants you to t- or it wants to tell but also like very much wants you to kind of go through like hogwarts as your own and kind of build your character and I like do your it, own thing i like how it's 18 like 97 and hogwarts is still really old <laughs> yeah it looks the same like it could just be set in like i mean they just but don't want it, it to be harry it potter seems like there's a big world outside of Hogwarts. Yeah. I'm not sure how that works. If that's just part of like a linear story. What? Uh, I'm hoping a lot of it takes place in Hogwarts. Though, I think it will probably. I mean, hence the name Hogwarts legacy. Uh, who's making it? Do we know? Uh, avalanche. Oh, but there's, okay. There's two avalanches, isn't there? There's the just cause avalanche. And then there's the other one. Right? Is there another one? I think. There's a different one. I don't think it's the Just Cause one, is it? That's. I mean, I guess I just assumed it was <laughs> You them. can blow up Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> they also made the Mad Max game, which I thought was all right from like a few years ago. Yeah, I think it's that one. Which It's is the not, same avalanche. Is it? I'm, I'm almost certain it's the same avalanche. Mm, I don't know. There are a lot of mountains. <laughs> <laughs> it would seem weird to me that there's two game I studios think there named are. Avalanche. I'm going to look it up. Bowman. Okay, You fine. keep talking. Fine. Uh, yeah, it looks Is cool, there though. more than one Avalanche game studio? Uh, I'm going to give it a Broca. I'll just pick up the game. I'll give it a Broca, too. Okay. Uh, next up, we got some more footage from the Miles Morales Spider-Man game. Looks great. Yeah. It looks super cinematic. Like, that. it just... The Insomniac has the cinematic gameplay down. Yeah, they do. And the, the blending of you playing into, like, like these cinematic slash quick timey events that I think are really well, like a good example of how to implement a quick time event yeah. sort of stuff in a game. It's done pretty it's very seamless because it's like you want that cinematic action school feel to it. Yeah. But not lose the integrity of the gameplay. And it's not like you're just pressing random buttons that like when you shoot a web, it's the same buttons that you would use to shoot a web, but it's just in this yeah more scripted sequence i mm-hmm. think that is the great example of a quick time event rather than oh we hit x now and like <laughs> dance dance revolution with your thumbs randomly yeah and i think it even does that like blending of cinematic stuff with gameplay maybe even better than the original game did at least from the trailer what way it was looking so i almost wonder if like when they include those updates for the remastered version of the ps4 spider-man game i wonder if those will apply like maybe they'll make those even better who knows be interesting all i can tell you Holden, is that i think that i'm right and that there are two avalanche this one says avalanche software and i'm gonna look up just cause okay i'll look up just cause three i don't know what the avalanche studios group and avalanche software so boom roasted holden oh you were gosh around. why are they two these uh groups? these people the the one who may are making hogwarts legacy made uh recently a lot of uh disney infinity stuff and cars movies games and toy story 3 the game oh bolt there's a bolt game chicken little ncaa college football 2k3 oh and uh prince of persia arabian nights if that's any good in 2000 so okay (laughs) So yeah, well, I mean, we'll if, if so they really haven't really made anything other than Disney Infinity. I so mean, if we'll their most recent thing was Disney Infinity, that means they've probably been working on this for a long time because yeah. Disney Infinity lost support quite a while ago. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. Miles Morales, though, I'm going to give a Brokaw. Yeah. Um, big surprise at the end of the thing uh, was God of War. I mean, it was literally just a teaser. Really nothing is known. But uh, it said Ragnarok is coming. Yeah. Which was already hinted at at the end of God of War. Mm-hmm. But did it say it was coming out next year? Yeah. Holy smokes. I could not believe that. Yeah. I was like, wow, that is sooner than I thought. They had to have been working on it while they were working on the last one, right? Or yeah. at least, like... Is it going to be a cross-gen game? I don't know. I mean, maybe. Because it's just weird to me that Sony was... I mean, okay, first off, Thomas Two Thumbs Up broke out. got a war sequel. Yeah. But it's just weird to me that Sony's like, oh, no, we're really... We don't want the PS5 to be hindered by the PS4. And these are all just going to be next-gen things. And we're developing them exclusively for PS5. And then all these games are going to be cross-gen. And I'm like, why? why did you say that? And then you didn't do that. Yeah. Like I I like cool for people who are going to play PS4 for a while, but as someone who is excited to like play games engineered Buy from the PS5 ground up right away. for a PS5 and support that early <laughs> and we can get to buying a PS5 early. Oh my god. Yeah, but uh yeah, name. I'm just like hopefully I'm hoping God of War is a PS5 exclusive. Yeah. Me too. Uh Resident Evil Village looks good. Yeah. Not Were- a whole lot. Werewolves. Werewolves, yeah. Or Wendigo or something. Um, or both. Yeah. Uh, castles. Uh-huh. Um, villages. Hence the title, Resident Evil Village. I watched a behind the scenes thing and the, the amount of times I said beautiful yet terrifying was at least like half a dozen times <laughs> in a five minute video. <laughs> beautiful. We wanted terrifying. it to be beautiful yet terrifying. Uh, I mean, it. It didn't really show off any gameplay, or it just kind of showed some like first person stuff, I guess. Um, but I it looks really cool. They said it's gonna be scarier than, than seven. seven, wow, which is a pretty scary game, yeah. Not something you want to play too late at night, especially like the first half of the game or in VR, yeah, or in VR. Uh, yeah, Broca, Broca, uh, Demon's Souls, uh, God. Demon's Souls. I said that. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Okay, fine. Well, anyway. Uh, that God- looks good. Yeah. I mean, if you like from software games, I guess. I've never like, really played it. I could not. I like. I would get so frustrated if I played any of those. My. Uh, I would too. My brother Xander, he played Bloodborne um, this summer. And like watching, watching him play it, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I could not do this. Um, but I mean, people love this. It looks very good. It's by the same uh, people who remade and remastered the Uncharted trilogy for PS4. Uh, they did the Shadow of the Colossus remake. Um, they, they're very well known for doing their remakes and remasters. Um, and pretty much all the ones I was seeing that they've done are good. So I, yeah, I'm sure if you like Demon's Souls, this is a good way to play it. Yeah. Um, do you have any more games you want to talk about, or did you want to get to? Um, I have the list for the PlayStation Plus collection. That was actually my next, but one yeah. more point. So let's do it. Uh, so the games in the PlayStation Plus collection, which are just if you have PlayStation Plus or you get PlayStation Plus, these are just games that you're gonna have when you, you know, I think on PS4, right? Too maybe. And I don't know. Like I think that I think like these games are like the November PS or the excuse me the October. PS5? I don't know. Something like that. We're just going to get these as PlayStation Plus owners. Uh, God of War, Last of Us Remastered, Uncharted 4, classic like bundle games at this point. Battlefield 1, Monster Hunter World, Fallout 4, 
That's interesting with the Bethesda ties. That's true. Final Fantasy 15, The Last Guardian, Ratchet and Clank, which is going to be fun. I haven't played that. Mm-hmm. Infamous Second Son, Days Gone. Uh, that's pretty notable. Bloodborne, Detroit Become Human, Batman Arkham Knight, Mortal Kombat 10, or X10. Uh, 10, I think. Persona 5, which I've heard is really good. Uh, in, Until Dawn and Resident Evil Biohazard. So that's seven, right? Yeah, that's seven. Um, many of those games have already been PS Plus games, but uh, if you missed out, you can come back and get them. Or uh, that's just a, that's just very. I mean, God of War, Last of Us Remastered, Uncharted Four, like they're all of my like top five games ever. So <laughs> I I'm very excited um, to try. I want to play The Last Guardian, and then I also I'm curious about Days Gone. I might install that and try that out. See Is if it I like good? It. I heard the I, story's I, not good, but it's a fun game. Yeah, I remember the trailers being pretty cool. I I feel like I wouldn't like it. But yeah, I'm gonna Some try people it. Really like it. Yeah, I'm excited for Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, I own that. I've played it already. It's good. Well, I'm cool. I'm holding. I own things. Or I guess I don't own it. I think one of my brothers does. Yeah, but there you go. Yeah, uh, I'll give that a Brokaw. Brokaw as well. Um, then so we can cover the price now of the PS5. Um, so $500 for the one with with the disk drive. And I was I was correct in my prediction that it would be $100 difference. Uh, you called it, man. Yeah. Uh 400 for the all digital version. I think that's what we ended up settling on as our prediction. Okay, yeah. Which is like that is I mean, if you told us that six months ago, we would have been like, wow, that was way below every, what everybody thought it would be. Yeah. I mean, there were rumors that people are like, is the PS5 going to cost like 700 bucks? Well, it's, it's like wild because, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, if you don't adjust for inflation, inflation, it doesn't seem like that much. But like adjusting for inflation, like the PS3 was announced at like $800 or something like. Oh, yeah, at least. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Like, I mean, because I mean, that was a $600 console at launch. Yeah. And so. Um, I mean, six hundred dollars really isn't that bad. I, th- I mean, that's where it, I think five hundred dollars for the PS Five is like, wow, that was a, a good landing spot. Four hundred dollars for the digital edition? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that they're there's no way they're not taking a a significant loss on that. Like yeah. they are losing at least <laughs> fifty bucks a console on that. They sucker. they are entirely reliant on game sales. Oh yeah. And the problem with that is how are you gonna get your hands on one of those? Cause the real retailers don't want to sell it because that means you're not going to them to buy their games. Yeah. Um it works great for Sony because then they don't have to share that with like Walmart. They don't have to share those game sale that game sale revenue with Walmart or Target, Amazon, that sort of thing. Yeah. So but uh yeah, I'm I'm torn for which one I want to get because like I the I don't use disc drives all that often, but I mean I have a few PS4 games that I would sure like to play on PS5, and mm. if you don't have the disc drive, you can't upgrade them. But it's also got the Blu-ray player and yeah. stuff. Like I I'm going disc drive 100%. It's also like it just seems like the bigger PS5 will be more available. Yeah. Than the discless one, but I think the 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 disc the, excuse me, the digital edition is a great option for people, and I think even though the the Series S is three hundred bucks, mm-hmm. like 
man, why the extra hundred dollars for the all digital PS five would totally be worth it. Like you would, that is the best extra hundred dollars you're going to spend. Yeah. Cause there's no difference in power. Yeah. I mean, it's so much more powerful than the one S as great of a deal as the one S is, unless you love halo. Like I don't, <laughs> or unless they say the next elder scrolls game is on Xbox only, whatever there's, I you you're so much better off spending that extra hundred dollars. It's pretty wild. Uh, prices for me get broke off. Yeah, um, it's two thumbs up broke off for me. What doesn't get broke off is the whole pre-order fiasco. <laughs> you cannot get them. Oh my gosh! And like, I mean, I you have big things that come out like this, and of course you're gonna have like people rushing to get it. But like, it not only can people not get it, but it was like a whole bad fiasco that like happened they because, completely like, re- they botched walmart botched the release or whatever and everybody else was like oh crap yeah because like i it was supposed to come out like the day after the event or something yeah, but like pre-orders Thursday. came live like later the night of the event well walmart jumped the gun and then everybody jumped the gun and then it was like oh and then you like we just went online and all of a sudden they were sold out yeah exactly so and then scalpers with bots mm-hmm. that's just like and sony i've given you my psn id a million times <laughs> on your website just send me an email and let me give you my money <laughs> it's i'm it, trying to give you 500 dollars. just let me do it it's it's like i don't even know like combating those scalper bots is like insane like, i don't even know how they would do it but it's yeah, I don't know. I want a PS5. I want to get one around launch, but I don't know if I can, even if I try really hard, like just based on like stock availability. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I I mean, not that I'm going to have much time to play it beforehand anyway, but I would love to play it over the Thanksgiving break. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, me and, me and my, one of my roommates are considering splitting the cost of one and then just seeing where where life takes us after after school ends we might buy another one and split the cost but having having just one for the apartment would be kind of nice <sighs> um yeah how am i supposed to play sock boys great adventure or whatever it's called it's, yeah who knows <laughs> Uh, That's a Bombadil. Bombadil. Uh, and then I I just made note, there were a couple notable exceptions of the new Ratchet & Clank game and uh, the next Horizon game. They just weren't present at the event at all. Which, I mean, I guess it makes more sense for Horizon, but like people were thinking Ratchet & Clank was like going to be releasing pretty close to launch. But that makes me... It, that indicates to me that it won't be. It'll be next year. Come on. Just, I want to be this five of them. Me too. Anything else? No, that's here? it. Is <laughs> that all? Yeah, 50 minutes in to the show. And we're finally getting to it. Did our we talk about South Park? And oh, we didn't. Do we want to? Quick, there's going to be a South Park special about Coming coronavirus. Out this week. Exciting. Broca. Broca. There we go. On to The Leftovers. The Leftovers. Spoiler review. Yeah, so the leftovers, HBO. This is this is old news, <laughs> and I I wouldn't be surprised that the majority of you are skipping over this because uh, it is also a spoiler review. But some um, of you may have seen the leftovers, and you yeah. maybe really like it. Yeah, a lot of people do. Um, it's um, 
Damon Lindelof created it and uh, wrote for a lot of it. Um, I had three seasons. It's only like 28 episodes. Um, yeah. Uh, I Okay, so I watched this originally, I think... Uh, it had to have been before my sophomore year. I think it was the summer before my sophomore year. So just over two years ago, I watched it that summer. Um, so I am going off of a lot of what I remember. I tried to read plot summaries and stuff to try to remember everything that happened. But I think a lot of the the nuances and weird things that you'll probably bring up, I'm not going to remember very well. And maybe I'll be reminded of them. Um, but yeah, I watched it and I was like in love with it like when I when I first watched it um and yeah I just I I really really quite liked it um I went back and watched two specific episodes for this review um that I think will kind of help me a little bit uh, in talking about it um but obviously I wasn't gonna like watch three seasons and like well what I thought was gonna be a week before we did an episode but two weeks um yeah Jimmy yeah, I I liked parts of it. I there were a lot of times that I didn't like what was happening though. Mm-hmm. And overall, I don't get the hype for it. I I don't think it's I think it's a good show. Mm-hmm. But I I don't think it's a great show in my opinion. I think it has really gr- good moments, but it's bogged down by a lot of just weird things that I just wasn't on board with. And for me, a lot of it came down to just I didn't like the characters as much as I do in other shows. And I think a lot of it has to do with watching. I mean, there's just so much high quality television out there right now Mm. that for me, it just is a rung or two below those other shows that I've watched recently. That is the problem with this show is that I think a lot of it is dependent on it. It's just kind of like if you connect with it and if you're okay with like some of the weird things that happen in it, because I mean, I, I get, I get not liking some of those things and whatnot, but they, they worked for me and I did like the characters, um, which we can get into in a which little is, bit. Um, I mean, like for me, it's, it's impossible to not compare it to lost with being both from Damon Lindelof, which I haven't seen, which you haven't seen. But for me, there's just, I, it makes me like, it helps me understand like why people didn't like lost, you know, because for me lost, the characters were just so exceptional and likable that through all the weird plot stuff, I could just get through it because I was so invested in the characters. And I think the characters in a very great spot. Whereas I think the plot is way better in the leftovers, but I think, they're just weird character moments and different that it seems like they just take left turns they at do. certain points they do. <laughs> where it's just like they're a completely different character from season to season and you're like wait that all that development just happened off screen and they kind of explain it but it's like okay i guess this is I just think- like a new character now i so sorry to interject i do think to me the show is like I'll give my rating. It's like nine or nine and a half for me. Like, I love this show that much. For me, it's a seven and a half. Okay. But that probably is my one gripe is like, especially like in between seasons, like it's just 
there's like weird character shifts. Well, it just seems like it. I mean, it, I guess maybe I was just hurt by the precon my note my preconceived notion going in was like oh there's 20 epi- 28 episodes this is going to be a hyper focused character driven plot driven mm-hmm. story that people really like and then for it was just shocking to be like oh no they did not know where this is exactly going to go yeah <laughs> like, they didn't and they didn't know they didn't know after season 1 they did not know after season 2 either i mean maybe they had the like the ending in a little binder somewhere but like they i did think- not have all the story and the character arcs laid out well despite okay so season three in between two and three having that like weird shift i think they did have a better idea of where it was going to go because two and three are a lot more tonally similar yes, in a lot I, of ways than one i 100 percent think like one got like good reviews but like they weren't great and so i think they kind of took that like especially since it wasn't like great getting great ratings from viewership and everything i think they took that reception and were like okay we got to change this up and so that's that's an explanation for why in between one and two it's so different i think for me the biggest my biggest or the reason i just did not connect with the show and the way that I wanted to was I just completely fell out of love with Nora Durst's character like halfway through season two. I thought she just became super unlikable. Okay. And she remained unlikable for the rest of the show and didn't do really anything that wasn't unselfish in my mind for that. And like like when Kevin admits to her that he's seeing... Um, Patty Levin, she just gets up and leaves him, which like under like kind of understandable, but it just was like okay, and then she doesn't really feel bad about it at all, and then and then the, the next season she's like, oh Kevin, you can tell me anything, and Kevin goes, no I can't, you literally left me the last <laughs> time I did. I was like, you tell her, Kevin, <laughs> and I really liked Nora season one too, and and that's the other thing I think a lot of this depends a lot of season two and three particularly depend on you being invested in the relationship between Kevin and Nora. And I was at first, I really wanted them to work, but it just, they just didn't connect enough for me on screen after that. Like they were just both such a mess that I just didn't, like, I think that was kind of the point, right? Like they weren't, but it just like, I didn't, I didn't really care then. Like the only character i really enjoy the only two characters i really liked were kevin and Lori. is after season one mm-hmm. and i think Lori was the big missed opportunity where she does get some play in season three and i think she is really compelling then but one she just takes a character turn out of nowhere between season one and season two mm-hmm. and they kind of halfway explain it but it's it, I don't know. And for me, like, they just completely dropped the Guilty Remnant storyline in season three that I thought had been built up very well in season two. And just there was absolutely no payoff to it. We need to, uh, I, I mean, you were just talking a lot, but I was waiting. We need to, we need to like, talk about what the show's about, probably. Well, this is a spoiler review. That's so true. We don't, Holden. <laughs> um,. I yeah I think Kevin Kevin's the lead character I I think he is the the best character I think Justin Thoreau is like fantastic 
as Kevin. And I kind of like, I sometimes see Justin Thoreau in things and I'm like, why isn't he in more things? <laughs> I, I think he's a very good actor. Um, Nora, I get the complaints around Nora. Um, I also don't think they have the best chemistry, but also, I don't know, like, I don't know. I guess the relationship more worked for me just because they were like broken, like you said, and like, I don't know, they just kind of like needed each other, even if like outside of this, they probably like wouldn't have been together. I found myself wanting Kevin and Laurie to get back together. I don't know. And the whole, the whole between season two and season three, Lori marries John Murphy and yeah. moves in together as neighbors to Kevin and Nora. I'm like, that, that, is that was weird. Very weird. And then um, John Murphy is just a completely different character in season three yeah. than he is in season two. Yeah. Um, I do. But like in terms of acting, like. Even though I, I I get what you don't like about Nora, I really like Carrie Coon as Nora. I think she is good, yeah. And I think she's a she's also another actress that I love everything she's in. And uh, I think the whoever plays Patty Levin is is excellent. As yeah, well. and Dowd. She's a main character in The Handmaid's Tale too. Very good. Um you've seen True Detective, right? In season one, yep. Yeah, she's in that too. Huh. I'm not sure if I should say because it's like a spoiler, so maybe okay. <laughs> I won't. I won't say right now who she is. Um, uh, but yeah, all the all of the acting I think is really pretty good in this show. Uh the extras I think are not good. They're especially in season one. I don't remember specifically, but I remember they're like <laughs> this is bad acting. It's just very the over, yeah, over the top dramatic. No. Not the main people, but just like rant when things are just happening. It was just like oh, this is very over dramatic. I do you okay? Like the very opening scene of the show, I think is really good. Yeah, I think I, it, I think it's good. Yeah, like that's I th- maybe that that I think that made a really big impression on me and kind of hooked me in. Yeah, um, um, I think if we want to talk maybe favorite episodes, my favorite episode was actually the Garveys at their best in season two, which is kind of the first time you see the departure day from their perspective. Oh, is that the second episode? It's, I don't remember which episode it is. It's pretty early season two. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Okay. And you kind of find out what Lori and Kevin like were when they were married and, and all that and, and Matt and everybody beforehand. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, and it's, cool. you know, and you find out Lori was pregnant, and yeah. So, but um, I thought <laughs> another complaint I have is Kevin Senior and Matt Jameson. Their storyline just ends with, "Oh, they were just idiots." Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, I spent three seasons watching this for them to be in one episode. Both of them are not made, not the same episode, but each of them in one episode just goes from one side of the character arc to the other like <laughs> yeah they were just like they were just completely like, that was wrong. a waste of time i uh especially I kevin senior you could have cut that character out from the show yeah. so easily you could have cut him out of the show yeah his and he the, has the most bizarre storylines that yeah. i don't think add anything the episode that like focuses on him in season three is the one worst of, one yeah it's one it of the might worst be my least episode. favorite um, and it amounts to absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, I, 
Yeah. So a lot of the show, and I think a lot of your problems with it are things that don't bother me just because like, I don't know the what I, one of the things I really like about this show is to me, it's like, it's, it, it's something you, you can read a lot into. And I mean, a lot of people do, but it's also something that's just to me, very like, to me, it's comforting not knowing a lot of this stuff and like, like a lot of the mystery just being there is like kind of why I like it. I don't oh, know why I, that is. I like that more than answer. I was like, I don't want answers. Yeah. Like but, I, I understand like you need to answer what happened to the 2% people. Like I get it. I was mm-hmm. fine with that answer. I'm like, okay, that's a very serviceable answer. It would have been more cool if you showed us it rather than you told us in the last 10 minutes of the show. Nah, I disagree. But I like what they did with that. I didn't I didn't hate it. I was like, this is serviceable. I didn't really need an answer to this. Yeah. I don't really I was more upset that okay, Nora just didn't think Kevin would like I don't I don't I just thought the whole Nora hiding from Kevin thing was weird. And then Kevin lying to her that he didn't remember was really weird. And then that Lori was still alive but still went scuba diving during a storm. <laughs> yeah that, that was weird like oh i was like it took me a second to process I was like oh Lori's still alive yeah because i was like oh is this a parallel universe or something yeah no no i i i really liked how they ended it honestly and i know but I see mean, again i didn't care about them or their relationship anymore yeah. so like i just didn't like nora that much anymore and i want so i did like for me, it was like, problem. okay, that was, that. that's how it ended. That was fine. Yeah. Whereas in Lost, the finale, I literally cr- cried like a baby, like six times during the finale of Lost because oh, they wrapped see. up all the, see, the whole, the whole last season of Lost is an absolute train wreck. But I mean, in terms of how they wrapped up the character arcs and their relationship storylines was, in my opinion, fantastic. See, the Leftovers finale made me cry. Which made up for, I did not cry once during the leftovers. No, not even close. Yeah, I don't I don't think I cried in the show up until the finale. I did also almost cry just watching the episode today. <laughs> um, soundtrack? I really like the soundtrack. I do, I do. I like it when it's the original music. I don't yeah. like it when they bring in the classical music. I think it's so pretentious and full of itself, especially with the... Um, the afterlife stuff or the purgatory oh, stuff. Oh, I or, I love that. I think it's so obnoxious. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> I thought the I I thought the purgatory slash afterlife stuff was whatever. Like for me, like you said, it was like one of your favorite episodes of the show. I do think it is. I, it's whatever for me. Again, that's more like and I don't want answers. But I don't exactly. think it's really like answering anything. I think if anything, it brings more questions than anything. Yeah, but I just like, and then the whole like second to last episode when he's like the president. Yeah. And the hit, the assassin, and he has to scan his penis in order to get into the bunker. I'm like, what is going on? This is the second to last episode of this show. I'm like, what is happening? This, I thought it was just like, We've gone so far off the rails. This man is 
like literally the main character is scanning his penis to get into a bunker in the second episode second to last episode of the show like why so. <laughs> like but why do you need that i don't i don't know what does I, that add to the show i don't know i feel like it's I, just damon lindelof being i'm damon lindelof <laughs> to me like it just seems I think so just, pretentious. I think you, itself. to me, you seem to just have this idea of what you like wanted it to be. I, I think you're like, no, I like, I went with the flow. I watched this whole show and went with it. And I'm like, I'm just, for me, it was like, why did you do this? If it didn't add it, like, tell me what that added to you in your mind. Like, what do you think the point of that whole, like, he's the president this is, I'm just like, it just was like so off the rails, which I don't mind if things go off the rails, if they have like a comp- an interesting purpose or they add something to the story. But I'm like, I felt like that didn't really add anything. I thought it was just weird for the sake of being weird. And he's like, oh, this will be like, ooh, add mystery and uh, whatever. Yeah, that's my um, thought, Holden. I mean, I thought it was suitably climactic in a weird way that the rest of the series was because the last episode is more of like an epilogue anyway. So, I mean, yeah. I Okay, so I want to clarify on this podcast. I'm having a hard time defending it just because there is a lot of things that it's hard to defend if you don't. And and if you haven't watched it in a while. Yeah, I, I haven't watched it in a while. It's a lot of these things are things you either have to roll with and and you'll just like. Oh, you definitely it definitely is like you have to roll with it. Yeah. Um, But I mean, if you don't if you don't like if you don't buy it or you don't like it, I guess you just don't buy it or you like it. Um, But yeah, what else about it? Um, I'm just like for me, weird isn't inherently bad or good. But weirdness, it just felt like weirdness for the sake of weirdness to me. Oh. I don't know. It wor- it worked for me. Jimmy, to me, it's, uh, you know, uh, you know how it's like 98% of people are still there and 2% of the people are in this other like world, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, you're... You're the two percent. Uh, you're in the two percent of people who don't like this show but like Lost. <laughs> I'm in that weird universe. You're in the weird universe. Yeah. Um, oh, Lost has it plenty of flaws. <laughs> plenty. It's hard for me to recommend Lost to people because I'm like, there's I want to watch Lost. There's a lot at of some point. Sh- you get, there's a lot of slop you got to get through. Yeah. I don't think I could have made it through if it wasn't like the first hey. show I watched from beginning to end. Hey, I'm watching Star Wars: The Clone Wars right now, and that's got a lot of slop in it too. I better. I think I'm gonna watch the last four episodes here because I have Disney Plus right now. Do it, but um, and I'll just spoil it. No, just <laughs> <laughs> but what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something super insightful, but now I forgot what it was. Let me check my notes to make sure I said everything I wanted to say about the leftovers first. Um. Uh, no, 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 no. Don't yeah, I don't know. Think so. Did you? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's a whole lot more. Um. I mean, you did mention the guilty remnant. I agree that plot thread kind of went nowhere. And also, they didn't <laughs> like their whole cult didn't really make sense either. Like they tried to explain it, but I was like that. Really, though, people are really buying into that, like, this premise of, like, oh, 
you need to remember, but also family is nothing and we just all need to just quit existing or I'm okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have all the answers, Jimmy, and neither does the show. No, but like if you're going to make a cult, at least have them have a compelling premise to be in the cult. Yeah. Rather than be like, have it be a, a secret for like the first season and then try to answer it in the second season. But be like, um, <laughs> uh, let's blow them all up. <laughs> also, why did they, why did they have a fake bomb in the bridge? What did that even accomplish? Like, if they wanted to have all those people charge into the city, couldn't they have just walked to the, like they stood on the bridge for an, like 90 minutes or whatever. And then they all walked in. Like, why couldn't they just say, Hey, let's go in to finale. Really? So can't say it was like, <laughs> it was like why what did- this conversation has told me is I need to rewatch the show and I will probably rewatch it and still love it. And that's, I'll come. And ba- that's great. And I I'll will, come back and tell Jimmy. I'm off. jealous, Holden. I'm honestly <laughs> jealous. I I don't like not liking things because yeah, it's no, just I like I it. want to like things. I'm not out to hate things, yeah. Holden. Like like you, <laughs> me and Tenet. Yeah, you and Tenet. <laughs> I uh, I can see why someone would like it, but I just I don't understand. I don't quite get the. It's like the greatest show of all time. Vibe, so fair enough. Just saying, you should just watch Better Call Saul, then, so we can appreciate how great it is together. I might make the bold claim that I like this more than Breaking Bad, but I don't think it's a better show than Breaking Bad. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the devil all the time. Yes. Or at least this time. Yes. Holden, this is a long episode, oh. but hopefully you skipped over the leftovers yeah. review. Hopefully, you probably did because you probably either haven't watched it, don't care, haven't watched—I don't know—one <laughs> of those things. <laughs> this is our non-spoiler review of the devil all the time. The you title, got the title right. The title I continually forget, even though I've said it about thirty times. Yeah, so uh, it's a movie about. A lot of things, honestly. I don't uh, what like what can we not spoil in this movie? Because I mean, this I has, think this has a lot in it. Because okay, I okay. So for me, just to give you a context, I literally knew Tom Holland was in this movie. Yeah, and I didn't even know that other actor, one another prominent actor, was in this movie until, until I had I said until I had to look back at your text to make sure I was watching the right movie and I saw it. Okay. I'm uh I'm gonna pull up the Netflix synopsis and just read that. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> um I think that Tom Holland like like but his like stuff in the movie is like what people know. But um yeah for like I there's been very few times where I've known less about a movie than this time because I didn't even know what genre it was. Yeah. I had no idea what it was, and I just watched it cold, and we'll we'll talk about it a little All right. Uh, Netflix synopsis is, Sinister characters converge around a young man devoted to protecting those he loves in a post-war backwoods town teeming with corruption and brutality. Post-war as in post-World War II. Yes. Um, also, I didn't even, I didn't look at the Rotten Tomatoes score or anything, so I had no... Oh, okay. 
preconception of did people like this since i have since after i had like formulated my opinion on it um which is i i liked it i thought um i think it's not a fantastic movie i think it is a very well acted movie yeah a, a a very well directed movie yeah that sets up a lot of things that can be a little predictable Yet still, I found myself being excited. I was like, "Ooh, I I'm excited for this to happen." Even though I was, I knew like you can, you know, like in if you watch like a show like Game of Thrones, it's like, "Oh, well, this is gonna happen at some point." But you're excited for it, mm. stuff like that. So I don't have a problem with a movie doing that necessarily. It's even it's like a good kind of predictable, maybe. Yeah. Well, I guess for me, I quite I agree with a lot of what you said. I think the movie. I think the way it's structured is very poor. Like I don't think the structure works very well. It's it's very not it's it's I can't it, it's not it doesn't connect very well to me. Like and I I'll get more into that in spoilers, I guess. Um I think the plot is I think it's good sometimes, but other times I'm like I think maybe the predictability didn't work as much for me in this case. See for um, me, what my biggest gripe was the payoff wasn't. Real. Yeah, I was. Exci- I, I was like, I was gonna get to that. I was too. like, ooh, I'm excited for this, and then oh, that that I thought that was gonna be the climax, and it was two minutes. Yeah, and now oh, now okay, now this is a thing, and oh, I know that last and about, and yeah. oh, that lasted two minutes now. Yeah, and I, there was I like an alternate, like there was this alternate course that I could see in my mind. I'm like. Ooh, that would be really interesting if it went this way, and it and it didn't. It went the way I first thought it was yeah. going. But we'll talk about that in spoilers. Um, acting, uh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland is really a good actor. Man. Yeah, like we're we're seeing his transition into serious roles now. After, I mean, from Spider Man, mm-hmm. this guy is great. Yeah. He's gonna be in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's and he. I saw. I, I was kind of like just reading up more on his background and stuff. And he's saying how he really wants to get into directing once he establishes several like films that he, he, he is, is proud of. He is way more than a one hit wonder. This, mm-hmm. I mean, we are going to see this guy around for a long time. Yeah. He's got some serious range. Mm-hmm. Um, he ain't no Toby Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so true. Um, yeah, no, he's great. Um, I I will say, the other actor I mentioned is a selling point for a lot of people on this movie. So I think most people know he's in it. Uh, Robert Pattinson, mm-hmm. um, who has like a terrible accent. <laughs> it is bad. Yeah, I didn't distract me too much. I I thought. I mean, I thought it was like funny. I don't think it's like. It's not like Keanu Reeves and Bram Stoker's Dracula. If you've ever seen that, him with a British accent, that is god awful um but i i i it's just it's more of like so bad it's funny to me i guess because kind of whenever he was talking i was watching this movie with my girlfriend and there was a couple times where robert pattinson has like a kind of monologue he gives and there's certain words that we would just like repeat as soon as he says it like you the also way he watch says it after midnight though so I feel like that adds a goofiness vibe. Maybe. That maybe I mean, I don't would. think the movie is like that funny. I just thought that was funny. But. <laughs> I would not describe this movie as funny. No. <laughs> um, and then I we got we should mention Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. Too, who is um I think he was 
good too. I mean, it, I mean, it's just hard because his eyes are just so distinct, <laughs> and you just can't unsee Pennywise. Yeah, for sure. I'm for just, sure. <laughs> and that you can't hold that against him. Yeah, like he does a great job in his role, but like if it's a close up and he's looking up, it just looks like Pennywise. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Riley Keough. Kyo, I don't remember how to say her name. She's very good. Um, won't talk about her role. I think that's kind of more of a spoiler. I really think the cast is excellent. Like, yeah. For me, the strongest part of this movie was the acting. Yeah. And it's, it's a strong ensemble cast. Got a lot of people that you mm-hmm. know in it. Or um, recognize at least. And then I also thought the cinematography was excellent mm-hmm. as well. I agree. Um. In terms of like the the mood of this movie, it felt like I if, if I thought of it as like a maybe you, a lot of you probably haven't seen this movie, The Place Beyond the Pines, similar to that. I've seen it compared to that. I haven't less, seen it though. but less depressing. Um, mixed with a little bit of Pet Cemetery vibes. I yeah, some pet that because Jason vibes. Clark's in it. Is he? He's in Pet Cemetery. Yeah. That's I'm like, where have I seen this guy? He's in a lot. He's in quite a few things that you might know him from. But yeah, that's. <laughs> but that's got to be it. Yeah. But no. But all, additionally, there's just some pet cemetery vibes in it. Yeah. Just like the where the location and just the not and the, the literal location, yeah. but like just the the foresty. The lighting too gives lighting. off pet cemetery vibes. Much better than pet. Cemetery. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. And then. Uh, yeah, I, I would I would probably limit it to those. Too. And I don't want to explain necessarily why for The Place Beyond the Pines because I feel like that's a spoiler for both of those movies. Yeah, so don't say it because I haven't so, seen it. Yeah. Um, but I'll talk, I'll talk about the aspect. I just won't compare it to Place Beyond the Pines in yeah. the, the spoilers. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else? The soundtrack was like... I don't really remember it, to be honest. So. I didn't remember it too... I didn't notice it too much, but there were a couple times where I was like... Is this like Midsommar? <laughs> like the soundtrack to me sounded like out of the Midsommar soundtrack. I mean, I don't, I don't even, I mean, maybe it's the same composer. I don't know, but I don't know. I um, just, I don't remember it at all. Whereas Midsommar, it definitely stood out. Yeah. Yeah. This movie's not as good as Midsommar. No, it's not. Um, um, okay. So maybe where did this movie fall short other than lack of payoff, a little predictability, the dis, disjointed, kind of we can uh, mention structure. that kind of uh because i mean we won't get into like the i guess it too much it's disjointed to me because like it's told there's these different time periods where different parts of the movie are set in and there's like two kind of pair there's two major storylines that are kind of followed throughout the uh, movie that kind of converge towards the end um and to me it's just like Especially between those two storylines when they would switch, like they would switch over to this like B plot thing for a long time. And, and they would, would just, also do weird time jump. Things, yeah. Which, it, like and it would it would switch between storylines and time. Yeah. Which is hard to follow for a little oh, for, for the sure. first third of it, the first half. Yeah, like there is like especially scenes with Sebastian Stan's character. In the movie, like, uh, he, there were, like, times where I was confused what time he was in, because he's just, like, 
and also I found his scenes like the least interesting in general. I agree. He has a whole Definitely. subplot that is <laughs> what it, I don't even understand, like goes nowhere. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's I, I that was kind of what I was talking about being disjointed, and whatnot. But I do like I love the setting of this. I mm-hmm. think that it's a very strong sense of setting. That the the overall mood is is quite clear, and it, it I mean it it uh, is pretty methodical in pacing, deliberate, and it and it builds to things, and I think it it builds pretty well to things, but then it just there's no there's no boom at the mm. end of it. So you light a firework, and it's just kind of a, a dud. Yeah, <laughs> you light the smoke ball, and you just get a little. Pfft. Yeah, but you don't it was a huge. Uh, it was it was disappointing for sure. Like, yeah, it was like, oh, what could have been? Mm-hmm. Not that it was like bad. It just was like, oh, that's to that's me how well, it would. I mean, I guess that's how it would realistically play out, but it's not very entertaining. Yeah. To me, it didn't seem like any more like grandiose or like exciting than the rest of the movie. No, it, it just didn't. Seemed and like, the, and like it was like, oh, we're building to this. We're building this, and nothing. Yeah, yeah. Which is a shame because I think this movie could have been maybe very good. Yeah. And it had the payoff in there. I don't know. I mean, maybe some of this is attributed to the book. It's based off a book. I don't know. Yeah. If it, well, I might say that in the movie. Um, and there are, there's narrations in the movie which are done by the author of the book, which I thought was cool. That was cool. Although I didn't really love the narration. I didn't either. Didn't think it was necessary. No. I, I thought, especially like towards the end, like I was like, this is a little unnecessary there's probably some times where like at least the way it was made it was needed but i don't know yeah i think it would have been better without narrations probably yeah. ready to give a rating you go first i'm gonna go probably a little high i'm going eight out of ten i thought the acting was just so superb i really liked the cinematography i loved this this the sense of the setting mm-hmm. thought a lot of that i thought that that direction was very well done sure sure um it for me it just was the lack of payoff the weird disjointed structure a little bit and like you said the climax is like oh this was the climax yeah okay but uh i think <laughs> there there there's some There's some interesting, like, themes that play out, but that don't get explored to a depth that I, like, to an adequate depth. It was like, there's faith, faith and trusting in God is a big idea, motif in this. And I thought the the meaning behind it was really, like, uh, there was nothing, it was felt very superficial. I was like, oh, well. I don't I, I don't consider myself very good at like analyzing themes in movies because lots of times I'll have to go and kind of like read up more. Yeah, on yeah. It. I mean, like for us, we watch it after one time. Usually, we yeah. review it. Yeah. For I mean, um, to really do that, you gotta watch a movie a couple times for sure and sit down and really process it. And I but I don't uh, think this movie <laughs> even did, after first watch, I'm like I don't think this movie has that extra level. No, I like I I felt like I kind of got what it was trying to say at least, and so I it, like didn't warrant me looking into it any farther. Yeah. Like I was just like, yeah, I get you know, as you said, like faith in God and stuff like that. It's a lot of re- it's a lot of religious themes, mm-hmm. and I didn't think it was a very 
I think it left out parts of our counter arguments to that, that I was like, well, you're just missing this component of mm-hmm. this. And so it's not a very nuanced idea that you're putting across and nor is it very original. So I should say my rating. We got off on a t- tangent. Yeah, but no, it's okay. My, my rating probably a uh, six and a half. I was very surprised to see this movie was that like a what a fifty six or sixty percent on Rotten. I think it's like like fifty fifty five something like that. Yeah, Yeah. I was surprised. I am too. I don't think it's that bad. I think it's definitely fresh. Yeah, there's just the acting and direction and cinema. The technical aspects are way too good in my opinion Mm -hmm. for this to be like a bad movie. That um, yeah, so I was surprised by that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, on to spoilers. All right, so uh, yeah, there's there's Tom Holland. He's there beating people up. Yeah, very brutally. <laughs> like, and Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, I thought I liked those scenes of them just like getting very violent. I was like, yeah, this is what I came for. <laughs> I want to see Tom. Bullies. I want to see a nice boy, cute boy Tom Holland just beat the crap out of people. <laughs> um, so. Some of the, the, let's talk about, okay, first off, I mean, I, the, the whole thing, it was cross-generational. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Yeah. Um, I thought, like, yeah, it was like Bill Skarsgård was like the main character for the first 30 minutes of the movie. I mean, Tom Holland's not in the movie for the first 49 minutes or something. Really? 49 yeah, minutes? Yeah, because I, I was on the treadmill. <laughs> like, yeah. Jacks. It's like, it's crazy how. And Robert Pattinson's not in it for at least an hour yeah um so that was that was wild even sebastian stan was well he was in it towards the beginning i guess before tom holland but yeah i was so yeah i agree i was so confused i thought there were two people running i was was there were there two did they show the other person running for sheriff no i don't don't, know i don't because i kept getting confused that whole that whole plot with the sheriff, like that I was don't the worst part of the movie. Yeah, I don't mind the sheriff, like when he's dealing with the other plot lines, but like when he's dealing with like his own stuff with like the oh yeah the mob and like and who cares? It was literally like two scenes of the movie, and like, then he kills them, and nothing really happens. Yeah, and why did he need to kill them? I don't know. It was literally like two scenes of the movie. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> it was not necessary. No, and then him facing off against, uh, I forget whatever, was it Murphy? That's the last one. Who? The Tom Holland's character. Yeah, At, that was the climax. I was like, that was weird. I mean, I get it. He he killed your sister, but you definitely know that it, your sister was trying to kill him. Your sister was definitely not a good person. Yeah. It, like, well, I didn't buy that motivation at all. Yeah, it didn't make sense to me. Because, I mean, he... I mean, obviously, he's, like, somewhat crooked, but he didn't, like, up until that point necessarily seem like a terrible, like, person like, to me. And then he's just like, oh, yeah, my serial killer sister. <laughs> I'm going to defend her, I guess. Um, And that's... That whole, like, the serial killer storyline, I like, it's kind of interesting. Like, it's interesting, but it was never as compelling as it should have been. No. And then the way it intersects with Tom Holland, like, it, 
like the last climax of the movie, like Tom Holland just feels like he's in like a different movie and he's just kind of like it's his character interacting with the events that are happening because his whole conflict is like done already. Well, and then he just takes him out in like 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, this whole, I thought that was going to be the climax. I was like, I, so my alternative course of action was I was hoping they were going to pick up Robert Pattinson. And I thought that uh, would have been real. I was like, ooh, that would be really interesting. What happens then? You know, because yeah. both these two, like, evil be these three evil people, like, intersecting i thought it was like ooh, that might be really interesting mm-hmm. no and it didn't happen <laughs> yeah everything just kind of goes according to plan for tom Holland. even when it doesn't go according to his plan i mean like obviously he doesn't plan on getting picked up by murderous hitchhikers or yeah. murderous people helping him hitchhike um but like as soon as he's like oh these people are dangerous i'll just shoot them and then he does <laughs> Like, nothing really goes super wrong. Or the guy's coming after him, the police officer. Oh, I'll just shoot him. And he does. (laughs) Well, and for, like, everyone he kills, he, like, finds evidence that they're bad people and then, like, puts them on their... Puts it on their bodies. Like, he... So, I mean, theoretically, he's, like... I mean, it's a lot of self-defense. It'll be, like, Baby Driver where everybody comes and says he's a good person. Yeah. (laughs) I think if you want to watch a better version of this movie. Oh, I guess we're in spoilers. But I mean, if you were disappointed by this movie, either watch, um, well, if you're in for something more depressing, watch <laughs> The Place Beyond the Pines. And then if you're in the mood for just something better, I'd recommend Three Billboards outside of yeah. Missouri. I feel like I never, that... I didn't make that connection, but yeah, that works. I think that is the characters, it's more of an emotional tale. And you have the Sam Rockwell character in that. Yeah. Who is like, the exact opposite of the Sebastian Stan, or is that right? Sebastian Stan. Yeah, Sebastian Stan. He's like where Sebastian Stan's character is one-dimensional. Sam Rockwell's character as a cop, yeah. Three Billboards, is one of the most interesting characters in any movie I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So, I would recommend Three Billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, over this, as well as The Place Beyond the Pines. Yeah. If you if you want to just be depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that with that comparison, actually. Um, the, I, I do have notes. I should make sure I got... I, I forgot. Well, I guess I was I was watching it with Mariah, but... Um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. The... Oh, the, yeah. You could also title this film Batman v. Spider-Man Dawn of Justice. Yeah. I was, th- I w- <laughs> was thinking about that. Batman and Spider-Man. Um, I did like there were only a couple scenes where they were in the movie together. I did like those quite a bit because you've got these two very talented actors working off of each other. I thought Robert Pattinson for how little he was in it was very, very good. Uh, despite me making fun of his accent earlier, but very also entertaining, pretty one dimensional. Yeah, the, he's the more just pretty I much a think about the, the the characters just lacked that extra I guess you're right well because yeah Robert Pattinson like I mean even as a preacher he's just kind of like he's a dick like even if you just look at him as a preacher like he's just a dick um I mean even when it goes more beyond that um but (laughs) in in including the fact that he's just like he's a sexual predator yeah he's a sexual predator um but I mean yeah like I can't think of too many characters that have that much depth and like Tom Holland's character, even I mean, his whole thing is that 
he's like protecting his stepsister. A lot of people die in this yeah. movie too. They just churn through people. Which yeah, it doesn't allow for very much growth. So that's a good point. Yeah, they. I think they their mistake is they they're wanting it to be suspenseful by killing people, but they but don't. But it's just like, out. oh well, they're dead. We yeah. didn't really have enough time to really care about them. Well, I okay, much. you know what? I think the one character that has a little bit of depth is the one female serial killer. Yeah, she yeah, does. She does because she, she actually has like an arc that kind of it it's, it evolves, even though it's kind of stopped suddenly when t- she dies. Um, and that's why I mentioned her earlier. I thought she, the actress was also very good. She's in Mad Max and some other good movies. Um, but, yeah. Even Jason Clark, the male serial killer, was just, like, bad. <laughs> just bad, yeah. <laughs> like, everyone in this movie is just, like, bad. <laughs> yeah, no, they are. Like, the bad guys are just bad. And yeah. I guess you're supposed to feel for Sebastian Stan character Stan's character because it's his sister but it's like but she was bad she was, she like was bad. very evil or like yeah the, um, pen- the potential to like be redeemed but yeah wasn't but she had still killed like a lot, a lot of, people. of people a lot of people a lot of very nice people too. yeah I thought it was fun the uh the one guy who kills his wife that was actually Interest. I thought that was interesting. That was pretty interesting. That and that was how they twit because like when she's like when they say like oh she's that was the last time they saw her like oh that guy was just a fraud and a bad guy. Really, no, he was maybe the most compelling character of the whole thing. Honestly, of him, I and mean, we can talk about the whole faith and God thing. Yeah, of him, he didn't want to kill his wife. Like he didn't want her to actually die. At least, yeah. He thought like God. Yeah, was, he was like so convinced God was. He gonna, was the Matt Jameson, <laughs> yeah, of, or the Kevin Kevin Garvey Senior. <laughs> yeah, this he was just so convinced that this was the thing that needed to happen, and he's like, oh no, and you could just tell the remorse, and he like stood on his values. That's uh, that guy is Dudley from Harry Potter. He is. I was gonna say he looked familiar. Yeah. So I thought that was very effective, his character yeah. change, because I do like that when it's like the, the filmmakers flip that on you where, I mean, in a surprising way where it's not predictable mm-hmm. that, uh, no, he wasn't, I mean, he was obviously crazy. Yeah. But he was not evil. Like, he was not, he his intentions it, yeah, he didn't bad do it. at all. Yeah. He uh and like Bill Skarsgård's character also his like faith in God led him to kill the dog. Yeah. Which that was that was my for me the theme of like oh well praying doesn't do anything. Yeah. There and like and then implying I guess that there's no god or no god is going to help you or whatever. I'm like okay, but you also didn't have any moment of like a religion I, can be very helpful in a morning. For, like they didn't really include that aspect of it yeah. at all. It was most like, oh, well, God didn't help you. I did think there was. I did think there was some irony in that, like, like Bill Skarsgård's character was like making, like, telling Tom Holland, "Oh, you need to like stand up for yourself and do this yourself." And then he's like obsessed with praying for the wife to come, like, get better, like. 
by essentially what the movie's telling us is doing nothing. Well, he already said the doctors can't do anything. That's true. Like, the, he went to the... It's not like he didn't go to the doctors. Yeah. I think that was him trying to do it himself. And that okay. was him. Like, this is what I can do. Yeah. We need to do everything we can. Yeah. And then when that didn't work, it was like, well, what the heck, God. Yeah. And, and, like, okay, that's interesting. And But then every character was just let down by, like... God not responding to their prayers. Didn't need to see the crucified dog. No. Also, okay, yeah. Minus one point for killing a dog, plus one point for um, mentioning the Minnesota Twins. So that <laughs> did even, they mention the Twins? Yeah, it was on the radio uh-huh. when uh, when they were uh, when the uh, the two serial killers were going to pick up somebody. Yeah, they're playing the the Cleveland Indians, and they were winning. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. That was good. I like that. Good. So that that <laughs> that negated the uh, killing of the dog. Yeah, didn't need to see a crucified dog. No. Can, but I can check that off the bingo card now. <laughs> check it off my bucket list. <laughs> yeah, that was the whole. I mean, I guess the televangelist movement of the South during that time, or not televangelist, just the revivalist movement of the South yeah. during that time is very interesting and all that stuff so i mean was this real semi-realistic did people believe in this stuff yes but like it seemed like that was the only portrayal of religion in this movie and that was like i don't think that was really fair you know in terms of like oh then your theme is guess nobody's there to answer your prayers yep so (laughs) jokes on you for being religious (laughs) Okay, I just I was not I didn't feel very compelling or nuanced to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. I think we covered it pretty well. Yeah, I think I think so, Holden. Boy, what a jaunt! What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, Jimmy, I very excitedly this within the last two weeks. One, I finished Silicon Valley. Uh, so that's heard it's a good show. It is a good show. It ends very weird, and I don't, I don't know. The last like season or the last couple seasons are weird because like it feels like the main conflict is kind of finished at the end of season four, and then they keep going but it doesn't necessarily seem tacked on i don't know it's a weird it's a weird weird feeling um but i kind of liked where they ended it um then i started the recent very very popular right now based on the emmys schitt's creek and i think it's really funny (laughs) is it yeah aren't they didn't they just end it yeah they just ended it and it won the most emmys in one night i think wow yeah I we mean, didn't even talk about the Emmys. Yeah, I forgot to talk about that. I That's think, okay. Yeah. Watchmen won a lot. Schitt's Creek won a lot. Yeah. It's kind of what I gathered. Um, but yeah, Schitt's Creek, it's very, very funny. And it's, I, I don't, I don't really know how to describe it. It's, I mean, I think if you know the premise, you, you kind of get the gist of what will make it funny. And I think, I mean, it's the concept isn't like extremely original. Not, it's not like something super novel, I guess. But it's it's entirely like the writing, um, the 
uh, Eugene Levy, who's like a very accomplished comedian at this point, and his son created the show and they do a lot of the writing for it. So I and they're also both starring in it. Um, so, yeah, it's very, very funny. Um, and then in terms of movies, I watched in the same night two incredibly different movies. One, Saving Private Ryan, which First I had never seen, seen it. it. Yeah. Very good. Obviously, I mean, don't, don't have anything against that movie. I think it's very good. You seen it before? Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, yeah. Um, Peaks in the first twenty minutes. I yeah, I agree. Although I think the movie, the rest of the movie is pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like I think. Although I I get annoyed when people are like, "Oh, that opening scene." I'm like, "Yeah, when he's at the grave." Yeah. <laughs> not the D-Day scene. Yeah. You liar. It's not. That's I not the opening that. scene. Uh yeah, I thought a very, uh, very good movie. And then the other one I watched, which I think is more interesting to talk about, just because no one talks about it, is Babe Two: Pig in the City. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it sometime. I don't. You've remember. seen Babe too. I'm sure I have. I loved Babe when I was little. So okay. I don't remember them at all. I'm sorry. I loved them when I was little. I almost want to recommend like you watch this at some point because Babe Two is a fever dream. It is wild. It is a completely different vibe from the first movie. It is a true sequel. It's got like the same farmer characters, but like. They do go to the city, which, I mean, helps with the different vibe and everything. But it's directed by George Miller, who's directed the Mad Max movies. Interesting. Um, And it has, like, weird communism themes in it. It has weird violence in it. Like, it's obviously not like... I think it still is G or at least PG rated. But it's got, like, some scary, violent moments in it. Um, And it's... It's like just very adult, but not in like not in like a creepy way like the Cat in the Hat movie is. But like it's just very, I I I mean I loved it in a weird way. It is a perfect predictor of how that George Miller was going to go back and make Mad Max Fury Road because <laughs> it is just bonkers. It is insane. Um, yeah, I. I do not know how they thought up of that sequel or why George Miller decided he wanted it to go in that direction. But I mean, kudos. I think Gene Siskel had it as his movie of the year, the year before yeah, he died. Yeah, said that. Yeah. yeah, it is crazy. <laughs> I loved it. Um, but then beyond that, I uh, watched Pride and Prejudice, which I almost fell asleep during. Yeah, I just fell asleep when you said that. <laughs> I mean, I like, you know, I liked it, but I was, uh, I mean, it is a period piece. Austin. Right, right, right. (laughs) Mariah's going to listen to this and hate. I know. I'm sorry. Very accomplished author. I'm just jealous of her fame. I'm, you know. Yeah. uh, Boy, I... I'm not going to say they're bad books or anything. I haven't read Pride and Prejudice. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh just not my cup of tea. That's kind of I'm how just, I am. I'm just like she's very accomplished. Um, period. Nothing against her, really, but it, it is fun to say. Yeah, like I mean, I don't, I, I don't mean it. It's I all can, in good fun. Okay, but. I can recognize like obviously the influence, and I I think the movies are very well made and very good. It's just like period romance movies are not exactly yeah. my thing. No, um, I'm with you there. <laughs> that's good. That's okay though. Um, I rewatched One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I still need to see it. Really? I've <coughs> read it <laughs> for my English class 
It's just I've, on I've literally man. written and directed a parody of it. <laughs> but you've <laughs> never seen read it or seen it. <laughs> I read the spark notes, okay? There you go. You get the gist. It was we that's why we called it One Flew Under the Cuckoo's Nest, a very, very loose adaptation of Oh, one. that's right. I forgot <laughs> that's what you had that. Yeah. That was our project. Check Incredible. it out on YouTube. Look it up, people. Please, yeah, Jimmy please YouTube. do. It's a, it's a classic. It's Put a it as a recommendation classic. for the podcast. Yeah. Um, and I rewatched 1917 because we showed it at school. Um, What'd you think the second time? About the same. Very yeah. good. But not amazing. I think I, I think I gave it like an eight last time. I think time. I gave it an eight. Yeah, I, I think I'm about the same there. Yeah. <laughs> About the same page. I thought. I mean, I was worried I wouldn't find it as entertaining the second time, but I think it might help up. Yeah. Um, and then I should make note. I watched The Cat in the Hat, which is why I brought it up earlier. Um, that was just kind of my friends were like, better or worse than cats. Better, just because it's first of all got a plot. Second of all, <laughs> uh, is more stylish. Got to give it to them. That's a plot. <laughs> yeah, that's really all, the only check mark you need. Yeah, and it it, it does have a more, I don't want to say visually appealing style because you see like Mike Myers and that cat makeup and it's pretty hideous, but it somehow does look better than the cats and cats. <laughs> that's it for me though. I mean, besides that, I've just been playing the same games I have been just very slowly Resident Evil 4 and Metal Gear Solid 2, so. Oh, I, I do want to mention, I started playing Among Us, Jimmy. You, yeah, you seen so, that? okay, I've just seen the memes. I honestly don't know, what is the game about? I've only seen the memes. So you can get it free on your phone, um, but it's basically, it's one of those games where, uh, or those things where you have like a crew of like 10 people and then one of you is like an imposter, right? Ooh. He's evil. It's like um, the thing. Yeah. Um, but you're basically supposed to complete all these tasks around on your spaceship um, and fill up this like bar total for, throughout the crew. And once you complete all the tasks, then you win basically. But the imposter is supposed to try to kill everyone. And if people find dead bodies, then you have you like discuss who you think it is, and you can vote people to shoot out of the out of the spaceship and stuff. It is very I it's I, I downloading as we speak. There we go. I gotta get I gotta catch up on the memes, so I gotta be able to play this at least once before Monday. I, so uh, I can relate to the middle schoolers. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think I would like it as much as I did, but I quite do. Yeah. What about you, Jimmy? All right. Turn finally, Holden. Are we gonna set the new record for longest podcast? We we just I might. I think we might. <laughs> We're getting that close. Um, so uh, the first thing I have on this list is uh, I think not this past Friday, but the Friday before. Uh, Warner Bros. Warner Bros. Their YouTube channel has just been dropping a bunch of very high quality behind the scenes right. extra That's- stuff. So, oh, I've seen the documentary stuff. There's like a Joker one that just came out. Yeah, the I haven't. I don't. I didn't watch that one because I don't really care. But oh, okay. <laughs> I did watch their hour and sixteen minute one on the Dark Knight trilogy, mm. which was very interesting. I, I had known quite a bit about like Batman Begins. Was um, Nolan interviewed and stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's or is it old footage? I can't stuff? remember. I can't remember with Nolan, but they do. They have Damon Lindelof. One of the people, Guillermo del Toro, is another one, Zack Snyder. Oh, nice. That's a trio. Uh, um, That is a trio. (laughs) Prominent 
Paul Dini's one of the the people who talks in that. I'm trying to think of of other ones, but um, it just it's mainly about Batman Begins in the Dark Knight. Thankfully, <laughs> I um, but uh, just talking about everything. There's just very interesting to 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 hear about everything, and I had forgotten that um, Killian Murphy had had auditioned for Batman, and they showed yeah, his I remember show that. reel. Oh, really? They, they yeah, they have the test footage, and they had other test footage of other people in the bat suit and stuff, and it's like the Batman Forever suit. Okay, which was really interesting, and they showed Killian Murphy as. Bruce Wayne too. that test footage. Very, very interesting to watch that stuff. Um, and, and them just talking about all that. Oh yeah. Interesting fact. There was no Batmobile in like the original Batman begins, like, like a story concept, huh. which is interesting. Cause that's such a big part of the of- movie, but like it, it did exist before they wrote the first script, but conceptually they hadn't thought of it. And the first line and no one knew, said that he knew what was going to be in the movie was does it come in black so you oh, can nice. tell that how it was not a part of it until it, like it was really in it um so i did watch that i appreciated that i uh, the other movie i watched or the only movie i guess outside of the ones we were we reviewed was uh inside out holden we watched it as part of our homecoming celebration at school <laughs> nice. uh very good i liked it even more this time i liked it the first time i saw it thought it was a little predictable but this time i was like dang this is just a really good movie mm-hmm. that talks about very mature things in a, in a way that is really accessible i always forget about it like, I mean, I, I really like it, but it's just like, I, I remember when we were like comparing what I thought was like best modern Pixar movies and yeah. stuff. Like, I don't even think I considered Inside well, Out. I didn't either the first time because I mean, like, it's pretty predictable, but like, it's just like, it really just, I connected on an emotional level with this one way more this time than I did the first time, mm. which was surprising. And, uh, and I didn't expect it. Yeah. I want to rewatch it. Um, I'm not sure if I've seen it more than once. Um, and then in terms of, I mean, I have been watching BoJack Horseman still. I don't think I have finished season three yet. Um, but beyond that, I got Vader Immortal on PSVR. Oh. I caved in. I have not started the story because I've been having so much fun in the lightsaber dojo mm-hmm. and I'm still just playing the episode one version of it. And I know that the later ones are way more complex so you can use the force and throw your lightsaber and everything. Sure. Have you? played it at all mm-hmm. no i really like it It feels <laughs> awesome it is it feel, and i'm just in the first like the most basic level of it mm-hmm. and i've like beaten all or i'm on the last level there's like 40 levels so i've played like two to three hours of that and i haven't even started the story yet huh because the lightsaber it just you, you feel like a jedi man like it <laughs> is awesome not to steal ign's line <laughs> But like, especially with the move controller, like you have the button and it's just like, you can like turn it off and stuff. It feels so cool. And you can unlock different lightsabers. Mm -hmm. So I'm really, really enjoying that. Like, cause I was like, maybe it's good. I've heard it's short. I like, I haven't even gone into the story. Did you buy all three parts? Yeah. It comes as the three pack. Cause I was like, maybe. How much was it? 30 bucks. I don't know if it ever goes on sale. Okay. And I was like, I've got the money. 
I've got the money. I can, yeah, I all right, all right, Jimmy, I can we get it. I got the money. You got a salary now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Rolling in the big bucks. Rolling in the big bucks. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I've, so I've, I can't tell you anything about the story yet, but maybe I'll get to that next week. Uh, maybe we'll see. Very cool. But, yeah. So wasn't it like your brother who didn't like it or something? Well, he just, he, I mean, he paid 10 bucks for the first episode. He said he'd be like the story in like 45 minutes or something like that. Yeah, You got to get in the lightsaber dojo, man. Yeah, I don't know if he really did that or not. Maybe he did. That's where it's at. It's pretty (laughs) cool. I'm super excited for Squadrons to come out. I will probably not get it day one unless there are reviews are out before that. Yeah, you should wait for reviews. I'm going to wait for reviews, but. I'm. I would say there's a 95% chance I'm going to get that game because I all it, that's like I love the Rogue One VR mission, and if it's just that, and it apparently is just the a whole game, but that and better. So, yeah. very cool. Yeah. You've done the Rogue One VR mission, right? I feel like I have, but I completely forgot about it. <laughs> With the X-wing, I don't know. Maybe it's really fun. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's it, huh, Holman? Yeah. That's all, huh? Just that's a nice, all, folks. quick... It's a quick episode. Breezy episode. Yeah. Really not a time commitment. No. All right. Take we, us home. All right. Well, you want to look at our... our what we, Shark Tale, man. Shark Tale next week? Yep. All right. We got Shark Tale next week for our user request. Finally getting to that one. Highly anticipated. <laughs> Can't wait to we, re-watch I, We haven't it. been pushing it off. No, not at deliberately. all. Deliberately. I mean, maybe we, maybe we should just watch the... Uh, I, I'm thinking of ending things. Maybe we should watch that. I want to watch that. <laughs> I don't. No, we'll do Shark Tale next week. Um... We've but, got we got a lot of movie requests coming in, so keep it keep it coming. Yeah, keep it up. Also, like just request one because people are giving us a few. I mean, I guess you can request a few. We're only gonna do one. Yeah, we'll do one per request. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we will. Uh, I mean, we're gonna need them because, especially, we just talked about Disney delaying a bunch of movies, so it's only gonna keep going probably. Yeah, we've got about five in the queue right now, so keep nice. it coming. Keep coming folks thank you yeah. very much for participating thank you for that yeah um P- participating in our democracy yeah you can uh donate to us on patreon if you like that'd be awesome um and you can also you can, that's how one of the ways you can leave requests is on there um but you can also uh leave requests on by leaving a five-star review on itunes or emailing us at tompodcast at gmail.com and you can also follow us on Facebook and stuff. I've been really bad about posting on there, but I will post this week. I think I keep saying that, but I will post this week. Um, and yeah, I think that's pretty much it, Jimmy. Yeah, that's all. That's all she wrote. All right. Longest episode, I think. What's the, what are the villain lines? Be uh, awesome. Yeah, it's be awesome to each other. Be awesome to each other. And party on, dudes. Adios. Love. <laughs> Love you.